welcome to the Belmont Story Project. My name is Carly Brownsberger. I'm a resident of Belmont and a daughter of Will Brownsberger, current state senator. Today is June 30th, 2018, and I am conducting this interview at the Belmont Public Library. I am speaking with Will Brownsberger. As I said, he's a state senator for Middlesex and Second Suffolk. Is that correct? Yeah, at least say Second Suffolk and Middlesex. Okay. Um, and he's been a Belmont resident for about, uh, we would say 26 years. I'm turning 27. We moved here when I was one, right? Yep. So before that, we lived in Connecticut. What brought us to Belmont? Well, I sort of had my little mid-career crisis and to decide what do I really want to do? Do I really want to be down here, uh, running around doing information technology and stuff? Uh, and I had you and uh, your sister were little girls and I was traveling all the time and it just didn't seem like the life that I wanted and uh, so we thought about some options and eventually made a decision to come back and here to the Boston area and uh, pursue uh, the career that I that I moved into which was criminal law uh, one of the other things I was very interested in when I came out of law school and um, moved to Belmont because it was a great town close in could get to work on the subway or the train and um, had good schools. Had good schools and a family connection. You grew up near here. Grew up, grew up in Watertown. Grew up in Watertown. Uh, we weren't, uh, so it was nice to be close to my folks. We're still in Watertown. But we actually, we did look at other places around the, you know, we looked at Winchester and other communities that, we, that had, you know, sort of fit that basic easy commute and um, good schools kind of model. All right. All right. And what I'm curious about is what drove you to um, run for selectmen and get involved in town politics? Well, you know, we were, you know, we have kids. That's what gets you involved in in the town, really. I mean, you make first you make a lot of friends, all the, all the parents that you have and the friends at nursery school and so forth. But then you get, you know, we, we lived on, on Pleasant Street. Now, we bought our house in, in on a Sunday afternoon in August, and there was no traffic, and it seemed very, very quiet. In fact, it, it, it was it was kind of tricky. The uh, the people who sold us the house were sitting out on the side porch uh, sipping, like, lemonade at this little table while while we were walking around the house. And, and oh, just, oh, sorry to disturb you kind of thing, but it was totally staged because you would never sit out there uh, on most days of the week because there's just so much traffic out there on, on, on Route 60. Um and you really wouldn't be able to hear yourself talk on that side porch. But so we had a false perception of, of the house that we were moving into. We thought it was on a relatively quiet street, um, but we realized um, very quickly that it was very busy. And and we kind of under started to understand um, how dangerous the street was because we had you know one year old and a four year old you know, running around on this on this very busy street or next to this very busy street. So I got involved in politics first of all because I was concerned about uh, you know the speed of the cars and there was no curbs and. I remember going to my first traffic advisory committee and being that sort of person who stands up in the for the first time in a public meeting and says, <laughs> you know, hey, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm concerned about the traffic on Pleasant Street. And, I, and, and the people that are, you know, at the front, at the table who, you know, who are still all, man, most of them still involved in Belmont politics were, oh, yeah, okay, sure. You figured it out now, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a busy street. And we've heard this before. But um, I, I, that's how I first got involved. And um I asked to be on the traffic advisory committee, and they didn't put me on the traffic advisory committee, but they put me on the South Pleasantry Land Use Committee. Okay. So I got involved in, in that conversation. And then at the same time, we were concerned about, um, you know, a lot of parents were concerned about the 
class size in the schools, and I got involved with some other young parents who were concerned about uh, the quality of the schools, then preserving the quality of the schools, and you know, and, and we focused on schools funding. So I think we had a little group called the um, Committee to Restore School Resources, and uh, we were meeting in living rooms and talking and inviting people in to sort of understand what is the challenge, what do we do to solve the problem, um, and. Um, at one point, we invited a school committee member in, and she talked to us, and she said, well, if you people really want to do anything, one of you has to run for the board of selectmen because they're the problem. And uh, and that ended up, you know, we sort of talked, and that ended up being me, and that's that's how we ended up running for the board of selectmen. And who did you run against? Well, there was a, it, there, there happened to be an incumbent guy named Steve Rosales, good guy, but um, we had, we, you know, I ran on the... Um, um, on the schools issue, and I ran on the issue of a senior center. Uh, that's one of the issues that sort of people sort of came to me quickly as I sort of raised the flag and said I was interested in running for selectman because there were a lot of people concerned that the selectman had not moved fast enough on the issue of creating a senior center. So I was there for the schools, I was there for the seniors, and then um, and then there was also the issue of the McLean land development, which uh-huh. was uh, really coming forward at that time. So those are kind of the three issues that um, I campaigned on uh, changing the direction on. And, you know, over time, we were able to, to deliver on those things. We, we did, I think, uh, increase school funding, uh, emphasize school funding, not to the exclusion of other things. And, you know, we had to pass a couple of overrides to do it. Um, and uh, so we helped, we supported the schools. We supported the rest of the town functions, the police, the fire, the public works, mm-hmm. which, you you know, when you, you, when, you, when you get involved in the town, you start to appreciate all the very um, high-quality people that are working on different things in the town and and, and, the, and the many priorities. There's nothing in the town budget that isn't there for a reason. You know, there's nothing in the town budget that isn't important to somebody. Right. And and, uh, and so there are hard choices, but uh, we worked on those. And we, and we did get a senior center built, and we did uh, resolve the McLean land use thing in a play, in a way that uh, resulted in the preservation of a lot of the, uh, of a lot of the land that people had uh, developed an emotional attachment to. What, what do you think was the biggest challenge being on the board of selectmen and working in town politics for Belmont? I don't know what the biggest challenge was, uh, but you know the things I, I feel best about are some of the things I just mentioned, and mm-hmm. and but also really uh, I think I think I worked hard to kind of bridge the gap. There was a lot of polarization, sort of two different camps in Belmont politics, and. You know, there was a sense that one camp had been excluded from from leadership uh, of the community. Uh, there, and but when when I and, and so the, the chairmanship of the board of selectmen would kind of be traded among a couple of people, but not the third person, not really be included. But we ended that. We you know when I when I became chair, when 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 there were, we developed a a majority of people. I don't want to use the word progressive, but people who who were sort of willing to invest in the town, wanted to see more investment in the town, wanted to protect the quality of life in town. Um, uh, to be fair, everybody wants those things, but, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but but um, there, there was a, there was a difference in emphasis, uh, and they, there were a couple of different camps. But but we but what what I did was um, kept everybody involved. Uh, when we created important committees, we kept you know we, for example when we created a um, a committee to choose a new administrator, we involved people from all the different camps in town, and. Uh, and the, the chairmanship of the board of selectmen, we rotated it. You know, we rotated it across everybody on the board, and uh, so we, I, I, I'd like to think that um, things are less polarized in town. And I observe that in town. There are there are there are strong selectmen's races, but the uh, the camps are all mixed up. 
It's not mm-hmm. like there's two camps. There's 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 multiple camps in town, or just 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 a lot of people trying to do the right thing. So I feel that like the town's become less polarized, and I and I feel good about that. Good. What are some of your favorite memories of campaigning in Belmont? We were, I I remember campaigning with you. Yeah. When we were little. Yeah. Door to door. <laughs> you guys didn't really want to do too much of that. <laughs> no, not really. Because <laughs> I, I my my mo would campaign. I I really believe in going door to door. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it's the only time you can actually get people to pay attention to you. I mean, most of the stuff that um, you um, uh, most of the time, you know, if you think of all the stuff that's coming at people all the time, day long, you know, all television ads and junk mail and spam in their in, in email inbox. You know, most of us spend a lot of our time just deleting things and throwing things away and just trying to get to the stuff we want to pay attention to. And so um, political messages have a hard time breaking through that noise. But when you come to somebody's door, they are paying attention because mm-hmm. they're trying to check you out. I mean, is this a bad person? Are they going to hurt me? Oh, and yeah. they're, and they're oh, fully things. You know, they, they, people people come to the door, you know, they, they, they bring a cell phone in hand, like to pretend they're making a phone call or whatever, just to sort of make sure that you know that they're, they're, uh, they have recourse and so forth. So, so it's a very delicate thing when you present yourself at somebody's door. They, they're paying full attention. You have to make them feel comfortable quickly, and I, as I and I believe, get out of their face quickly. Uh, and um, but if you make a, sh- a nice impression uh, quickly uh, and get out of their face, they appreciate it and they remember it forever. Um, and you know, so the people that will say, um, uh, you know, you came to my door ten years ago and and you made a good impression and I, and, I, and I appreciate it. You asked for my vote, so that 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 sticks with people. So I I have a lot of memories going door to door. The question of you know what are your favorite memories? Uh, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll tell you this this is this is kind of a funny one. I I um, a couple of funny experiences right next to each other. I was going down this little street in Belmont and I um, came and I was it was it was a street where I was going to go to the end and turn around. So. I went past one house to reach the end, and then I was going to turn around and come back to that house. So when I that the house at the very end, the person invited me in, and she actually fed me a whole dinner. You wow. know, she was sitting there with her with her daughter, and she sort of wanted to bring somebody in to talk to her daughter. Her daughter was actually disabled, and and so it was she kind of welcomed you know visitor, and we had a very nice conversation. And of course, she was a, became a you know a friend that we've stayed in touch with for a long time. But when I came out of that house 45 minutes later and I came back to the next house, I knocked on the door and they were like, oh, he's here. He came. He came. And I'm like, what? And uh, they believed that I had walked past their house. They saw me walk past their house and they believed that I'd walked past their house and skipped them because they thought they thought it was because they had a flag hanging. And for some reason, I wouldn't want to knock. I. I, I sort of troubled by the thought that they might think that a flag would, a United States flag would discourage me from knocking on their door. Uh, but, but they, they had actually left me on my home at the home message, which of course I had not picked up a message saying, we saw you come by. You didn't, you didn't stop. You saw our flag. You, you did, you, 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 you discriminated against people who are respect the flag. And, uh, discriminating against Americans. Uh, yeah, I know. So I, I, I uh, so of course I, I denied that. Uh, and I think we, we developed a, a friendship there as well. But um, uh, it, it was funny because they really they really didn't believe me. Uh, you know, they really didn't believe me. when I said, no, I actually had dinner there for 45 minutes. And and by the way, we also hang a flag outside our house on the 4th of July as well. You know, we're proud <laughs> to be Americans. Um, so 
There's a million stories, uh, you know, that come from from the campaign trail, yeah. uh, and and it, it's it's a fun it's a fun thing to do. What is your speaking of holidays and July Fourth coming up? What are some of your favorite Belmont events and traditions and holidays? Well, I think Belmont uh, does have a, a a very nice tradition of caring about its veterans, um, and you know, so I, I'm I'm um, I like our Memorial Day tradition. I think that you know the parade is is a nice occasion for the town to come together, and it's it's a number of people come out to watch the parade. But there's awful there's probably there's an awful lot of people who just march in the parade. Yeah, <laughs> and perhaps sometimes there's, sometimes there may be more people in the parade than it are watching. Yeah, it kind of that parade is awesome because it kind of just feels like all of Belmont's together, like walking through the streets. <laughs> well, that, that's right. You have you know the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts and the different groups and and public works and and police and fire and. Uh, and we come to, to the cemetery where it's well taken care of, and all you Girl Scouts, we put flags on the on the graves of the veterans, and it was very it was very nice, very nice. That's a one of our nice traditions in Belmont, and um, I think I think another nice tradition in Belmont is the is the wonderful music programs in the schools, which we really we really enjoy, and you know you've been involved with, and um, but it's 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 the, the, the quality of stuff of, of performance that comes out of those programs is something we really, really, really enjoy. Yeah, we've been in a lot of shows, my sisters and I. Um, I think we've in this interview only Ray has come up. We've I have an older sister, Ray, who is married, lives in Boulder. She's um, turning thirty next week. Um, but I also have a younger sister who was born after we moved to Belmont, Louise. Um, and we all three of us were involved in theater. Um, and I guess this is kind of playing favorite, but what, what was your favorite um, production that we were in? Which one did you enjoy the most? We were in quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I enjoyed them all. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, I have to say, uh, having Louise play you know, the Elvis Presley role in uh, <laughs> Bye bye, Birdie. Well, it's kind of immortal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the uh, with with the microphone that dropped her voice an octave and, <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> it was. They, they were all great. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that at the UU Church or I, at the high school? I, I'm lost whether that was at the UU Church or the high school or my. I think or they, they also did it over at the Watertown Children's Theater. I was in the Watertown you Children's the Water- Theater one. Okay. I was Kim. Okay. Oh, oh, Kim oh now that okay. Yep. Yeah. Now that was quite a show as well. You, yeah. You, you were sort of the hot babe in that show, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you did that. Uh, that was that was memorable as well. Yeah. Those, yeah. Those those were some immortal performances. Yeah, those were funny. And Bray was the uh, Wicked Witch in um, The Wiz, I think it was. Not Wizard of Oz, but The Wiz Yeah. in high school. That was yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um, going off of that, what are some things that we've accomplished in Belmont, like in high school and middle school, that you're proud of? You daughters? Yeah, Louise and Ray and I. Well, I'm just surprised y'all, y'all went through. I think it's great that you've been uh, able to... You know, go through K through twelve uh, in in one school system, I mean, and um, you know, I think I think that has a lot of benefits. It's, it's I think the schools did did well by you. I think, and I, and I feel I feel good about that. Um, and um, you know, you, you've you've done the music and the sports, and and uh, done well academically. And so, you know, you you got an education from this town, and uh, you know, we're grateful to, for the town for that. Absolutely, absolutely. And you mentioned the music program. Is there anything else that you think is a really good strength of the Belmont school system? 
Well, the schools are strong academically. I, I think they, you know, they they have a very serious uh, approach to developing a curriculum that, uh, that 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 brings kids along, and and you know, you want a coherent curriculum from from year to year, so that the kids coming in next year are ready for base, ready for what they're supposed to learn in fourth grade, based on what they learned in third grade. And so, there's a lot of thought that goes into that, and I think um, I think we've got we've had good leadership in the schools, and. Um, so I think I think the, the kids have all benefited from that, and, and you, know, you see kids going on to good things from this town. In this town, have you met any particular people who've really influenced your career and um, your involvement in the town or perception of the town? Well, there's so many people that have that have been uh, that have been wonderful for me. Um, I, I certainly think I think a, a couple uh, kind of come to near the top of the list. Um, Paul Solomon, who ran for board of selectmen, uh, with and served with me, and and I think you know was part of uh, changing the tone a bit on the board. Uh, you know, was 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 a very important uh, colleague. And then I also have to say Barbara Miranda, who um, was kind of a uh, you know she she helped me make my early decisions in terms of getting involved in town politics and. You know, those are those. It's tough decision to jump into politics. It's sort of like jumping into cold water. You really have no idea how it's going to feel. So that first decision to run for an office that's townwide, where you're kind of going to have to campaign and have other people involved in your campaign and so forth, that's a, that's a big decision. So she was there, kind of holding my hand through that decision. <laughs> uh, she she was an aide to our, our state rep, Ann Paulson, at that point, and then um, she she helped me, you know, develop as a politician and get get involved in the Belmont Democratic Town Committee and ended up chairing the Belmont Democratic Town Committee. So when the state rep seat opened up, I was I think I knew a lot of the, the key people and, and I was ready to, to move into that role and run for that. And then she was wonderful, you know, to come actually came and worked for me as my aide in the state house and um, really helped me, um, uh, you know, get my feet under my uh, sea legs there. And um, so she, she's been a big, big help. And the, but there's there's so many people that have, have been big role in my in my campaigns have been a great great help to me uh, Jean Mooney um, Elizabeth Grobe Priscilla Cobb um, and um, you know there's just so many others that I'm gonna that I'm not gonna keep, try to keep going there's so, there's so many people that I owe thanks to uh, in terms of uh, coming to where I am today yeah and um, a couple of people who I know you want to thank the most are probably your parents of who, course who are still living with us in Belmont right now um, yes. and your mother is quite involved in your campaigns she has the nickname um, from people on your campaigns as Saint Susan <laughs> <laughs> well yeah not not to take all of that for granted uh, the um, no my we we, you know, we the, the first house we moved into Belmont was on the on Pleasant Street, Route 60, uh, near Route 2. Uh, but we did make a decision to downsize in 2009. So as the, what, the bottom was falling out of the housing market, we put our house on the market. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, it did work out. We were able to sell our house, and we were able to buy a house, uh, a two-family house, which my parents joined us in. So uh, we moved into that two-family house in 2010. Uh, we we bought it in 2009, and we spent a year, uh, the better part of a year, renovating it and making it energy efficient. So it's one of the most energy efficient houses in the in the in New England. Uh, the the uh, uh, we consume about 15 percent of the energy that uh, the typical house consumes, and that's all about insulation. I mean, it's it's some of it's it's not so much the technology; it's just it's just the envelope of the building. 
But so with, we, we have a nice, very nice arrangement with my folks downstairs, which is wonderful. My only regret is we didn't do it earlier. It would have been nice to have them around when you girls were, were younger, but they were, they weren't was, too far away. Yeah. They were in Watertown. They were in Watertown. So they, we got, you got to see them quite a bit, but, um, that, that upstairs downstairs arrangement really has a lot to be said for it because uh, we can do little things for them that, uh, that that are big for them. And, yeah, uh, and just run into them sometimes yeah. when I'm walking home. Like I've gotten off the bus from work, um, yeah. I'll be walking home and I'll run into Grandpa, taking his daily walk, which is really fun. Yeah, yeah, and uh, no, so they've been, of course, a huge influence on my life, but also our you know our great friends and partners in in the campaign process as uh, and. Uh, you know, my dad still is my campaign treasurer, or is now my campaign treasurer. He hasn't always been my campaign treasurer. And, wow! And, yeah, and so I didn't know that. Yep, no, he uh, he monitors the books. Uh, wow! So it's good. It's a family affair. It's a family affair. <laughs> so you mentioned um, the how the energy efficiency of the house, and you are also known for your um, for being environmentally conscious, including bike riding everywhere to work a lot sometimes running now we're training for a marathon um you took a bike ride across the country um about five years ago seven years ago now wow um talk a little bit about that and what you learned about the country and how it kind of changed or um influenced your opinion of belmont well I don't know that it influenced my opinion of Belmont. I mean, I mean, you know, I think I, I listen. The more the more I travel, the more I appreciate how much Belmont. You know, Belmont is a very special place. It's just a very well-run community, and you know, you've got a lot of a lot of people that are you know employed and uh, and uh, healthy, and uh, so there's just a lot of it's 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 sort of a golden place. I mean, it's it's in a golden part of the you know west of of, of a, Massachusetts is really a great a great state, but you know the um, so economically you could sort of say uh, it makes you appreciate how, how good things are here but um, I, I like to say as you go across the country there are three kinds of um, country there's and when you're when you when you're riding your bike, of course, one of the best things if you're riding if you're riding eighty miles a day, you get to eat as much as you want. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, Seems and, like a dream life. Yeah, no, so that's half the fun. Is is it's a road trip, right? I mean, you're 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 you might camp in the evenings, and we camped about uh, you know two thirds of the time. Uh, I did a lot of solo camping as well, um, and that was that was that was uh, an adventure. But um, you eat. You, you stop in and you eat, and so there's there's really three parts of the country. There's there's Portobello country, where you go and you get your Portobello mushroom salads and a fancy little organic food restaurant and so forth. And that's the kind of place that yeah, Belmont is Portobello country, and <laughs> and you get into you know different university towns and you know and, and uh, tourist towns and so forth. Portobello country, a lot of the country is subway country where you, you're going to go in and. Um, and all you're going to find to eat is, you know, your, your subways. You know, there's plenty of healthy food, though, and you can eat. Um, and then there's beef jerky country where, you know, you, you ride 80 miles and you come into a little store and that's that's all there is. You know, there's really not a lot of fresh food. And, uh, you know, I remember going to this, riding into this little town in Montana and uh, I, I ridden all night. And uh, I, uh, I rode into this little, came into this little restaurant and I looked at the menu and I said, well, I said, I'll have one of those, I'll have one of those, I'll have one of those, and I'll have one of those. And um, waitress went away, and she came back, and she sat down next to me a couple minutes later. She said, we don't have any of that stuff. 
<laughs> like they didn't have anything that was on. The yeah, yeah, they didn't have any of the stuff on the menu, uh, and uh, yeah, so it's it, it's like that. But and, and and there's a lot of places that are really hurting economically. But um, uh, I'd say the main thing I got out of that trip is everybody was nice to me. You know, blue states and red states and all the crazy politics that we're doing now. But it was it was it, you know it was it was a bonding experience. Uh, with the whole country. Yeah, that, that's something that you told me a lot about is just feeling like we are just people and everybody was so welcoming to you when you, you people invited you into their homes for dinner, um, yeah. which is just great. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great. It was, it was a great experience. It was a peak experience from beginning to end. That's awesome. I don't know if I'll get to repeat it in life, but uh, <laughs> I'd certainly love to. Well, that was a peak experience, and then this year you got a criminal, a big criminal justice bill passed, which you and I talked about shortly after it was passed, and that was a huge goal for you and a, and a momentous occasion and something that you're really proud of. And what's what's next for you? You're still young. You're a spring chicken. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I, I uh, was sort of feeling the way on that. Um, you know, the, the, the criminal justice bill was one of those things that uh, came together. It's nice to be um, in the right place at the right time with, it, with the preparation. You know, I'd had enough legislative experience to understand the need to compromise and kind of the need to stay with the process and stay cool with the process and um, just just keep moving um, and um, and, I, and I had the preparation uh, for you know having been a criminal lawyer on both sides and so forth so so that was I, I was fortunate to be in the right place at the right time to kind of uh, carry a big thing across the finish line um, and um, you know a lot of people don't don't have that opportunity and you know, in their entire legislative career. So, but it was, it was great. But, um, so next, uh, you know, I think there's, there's all the stuff that we work on, uh, you know, on a continuing basis, you know, the, the, pri- the long-term priorities. Uh, I'm very focused as uh, you, you mentioned the climate change issue, but I'm also really focused. Uh, there's climate change, you know, an adaptation and stopping climate change. And that's a very, very big thing, but there's also the old issue of just getting ready for it because it's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's going to it's going to affect our infrastructure, and and that's the part of it that I sort of look at from a longer term basis, and I'm focused on that. I'm focused on transportation. You know, we we have so much development going on. People are so I have the perception that they're uh, crowded, and the quality of life is going down. And and I hear that in every single community that I represent. Uh, it's different. I mean, it's a matter of degree, of course, uh, in different communities, different neighborhoods, but. Um, it's it's everywhere, and so the, the problem of traffic and transportation is is something I give a lot of attention to. That's a legit state issue. Still focused on school funding, and um, I think there's a lot more to do in the criminal justice area. I think we need to, but but it turns less on law changes now than on um, uh, money and programming mm-hmm. and figuring out uh, what we need to. Uh, you know, how better to serve people uh, they, they come through the criminal justice system and, and, and you know the criminal justice system is the way we protect the public from people who are inclined to make uh, mistakes uh, but when we got people in the system we want to get, get them on the right track if we can and so and that's a matter of programming and, uh, and and money and that's so that's I'm trying to feel my way towards how we can uh, put some metrics about that put a frame around that better than we have now um, so that's, that's a big thing for me so that is kind of what's next for you. There's lots of work to do, but what's next for you outside of work? Outside of work? Well, I got three daughters who are all at a very interesting stage of life. <laughs> uh, 
a way know? to put it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, no, well, they're all they're all in the twenties, sort of, fe- you know, uh, feeling their way towards uh, what they want to do, and uh, so I want to support them in that process. You know. All right. Um, is there anything else you want to say about Belmont? Anything you appreciate, or anything you want to say about your family? Just kind of last words. Well, uh, lots of things to be grateful for, and um, uh, you know, we we've got a. Um, I don't know. But it's interesting the thought that somebody might listen to this. You know, a long time from now, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty good place. It's a pretty good place. <laughs> we got a lot of we got a lot of freedoms in this country and uh, a lot of prosperity right now, and so we're we're pretty pretty well off, uh, you know, as much as we as we worry. Uh, but try to keep things on track. All right. Well, thank you, Will Brownsberger. Thank you, Carly Brownsberger. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> okay.